0: Hello, welcome to He's Hot But Something's Off with me, just Joey T. This is the very first episode of my new personal podcast. So woohoo, thank you for clicking into this podcast, which I'm sure I'm going to be advertising on all my socials on YouTube, on Instagram. You have no idea what this podcast is about. So the fact that you took a chance and took some time of your day to click on it, uh, I am very humbled, I guess. Um, But I've been wanting to start my own podcast, my own personal podcast for a little while. And just to give you a little bit of a background, you know, why start a podcast? And, you know, what is this podcast about? So some of you might know me from my YouTube channel, Just Joey T. And I've been doing YouTube, this is the 10th year. It's like the 10th anniversary of me doing YouTube. And uh, let me go into the quick history of that. So back in 2012, I think, October November of 2012 is when I actually started or 2013 uh, 2013 yeah sorry 10 years ago that's when I actually started doing YouTube and at that time I've been following some YouTubers YouTube was still pretty new at the time it had been uh, bought out by Google by then but the uh, idea of like personalities on YouTube people that do vlogging for like their living or like a substantial amount of their time was still like kind of sort of new obviously nowadays everyone is a vlogger anyone with a camera can put this stuff up on YouTube and everyone's a vlogger now and everyone's an influencer uh, but back then there were some uh, people that I followed that were like YouTubers quote unquote that kind of sort of made their living there um, and I was like oh maybe I can do this just for like some random reason, so it was like the fall of 2013 that I decided to start doing youtube and when i first started doing youtube the videos i were putting out back then is very different than what you see now you went to my youtube channel today i was doing all diary style uh vlogs so i would just be going about my regular life in a regular day i would have a camera or my phone with me and i would just build myself just doing like regular everyday things. And I was like emulating the style of the YouTubers that I was following up until that time. If you look at my YouTube channel today, uh, you don't see any of that diary style vlogs anymore. I still have all of the videos from like the last 10 years. Every video that I've ever put onto YouTube, I have like a backup copy of on my server in my house somewhere. But back then, when I first started out, it was two videos a week, two or three videos a week. And it was about nothing super interesting, really. I was doing the nine to five. I had graduated college only a few years before that. And I was just doing like regular everyday things. I wasn't like some famous person. I didn't have like a super interesting job. I didn't, you know, I was just like a regular person. And I was just on YouTube. Um, and very, very slowly over the years, I started traveling more and more and I made new friends. And I started to go to some of these parties. You know, If you know me more recently, if you see me more on Instagram, especially if you've been watching more of my recent YouTube videos, you see a lot uh, going on a lot of gay cruises. I go to a lot of gay circuit parties. For example, I travel a lot more now compared to like eight or 10 years ago. And a lot of my current videos are all focused on that. So I do advice videos for people who want to go on gay cruises now. So that's kind of sort of been an evolution. I started doing these diaries, Uh, on YouTube, these vlogs, eight or ten years ago, then I started traveling more, and I started to vlog all my travel adventures, and then I started doing, like, after movie style uh, videos on YouTube of, like, some of the bigger trips I went to, like, when I went to um, Mykonos, when I went to Barcelona, when I went to uh, Madrid, like, all these places, when I had all these big trips, starting around, like, 2015, 2016 or so, I made these, like, big, huge kind of sort of productions. To me, they were big, huge productions, but they were really difficult to edit and there was a lot of filming. But yeah, it's been an evolution. And along the way, I kind of stopped doing those diary style vlogs. So I haven't done those for a while. The last time I did diary style vlogs on YouTube was when the pandemic started. So when it started in like March, 2020, I had this idea. Actually, I was talking to some friends online and they had this idea like, oh, uh, why don't you do a daily vlog while we're in quarantine? Which I thought was an interesting idea. I never thought daily vlogging was uh, something that was going to be for me because it's a lot of work to daily vlog. I used to vlog like two or three times a week and that was already quite a lot of effort. But when we're in quarantine, we literally had nothing to do in March of 2020. So I thought you know what? I have nothing to do. So like, why not? So I gave it a shot. So I started vlogging every single day. Those daily vlogs I did during the early days of the quarantine of COVID, they are actually up on a second channel I created on YouTube called More Joey T. If you want to go check that out, um, all the daily vlogs I did during the early days in quarantine, they're all up there. I counted the other day, I think it was over a hundred days where I vlogged every day and then I put out a video every single day so that's the last time on youtube that i did some sort of diary style video of any sort you know all the other newer videos are the cruise advice videos for example and me doing this podcast is kind of sort of a return to the diary style self where i can talk about my every day that i go through you know the life that i'm living things that i'm going through for example but in like a lighter-duty way, uh, doing the vlogging meant that whenever I was doing anything throughout the day, I would whip out my phone, whip out a camera, and I would start filming myself. Um, doesn't matter if I was at home or outdoors. Uh, doesn't matter if I was at a venue or in a restaurant or a gym or whatever, you know, because to do the diary-style vlogging, that's kind of sort of what you do. Imagine, um, well, I guess people do that on TikTok and Instagram stories. That's kind of sort of what people do nowadays. But imagine in imagine instead of doing the Instagram stories where it's kind of like you take 5, 10, 15-second video at that time and you upload it, you had to stitch all the clips you took throughout the day or the week or whatever together, and then you have to edit it, and then you put it onto YouTube. So, you know, before we had um, Snap, before we had Instagram stories, before we had TikTok, you know, that's the way that – people influencers were able to do vlogging was putting it on youtube so yeah so that's kind of sort of the history of me doing the youtube and how it's kind of sort of led me now to do the podcast which is something i'm gonna try out i don't know if it's gonna be something i'm gonna do for like years and years on end honestly the youtube the fact that i've been on youtube for 10 years and have kind of sort of been putting out videos somewhat consistently over the 10 years um It's a bit of a miracle. It's like when I first started doing YouTube, I had no idea I would get the amount of following that I have. And I'm, by the way, I'm not a famous person by any stretch of the imagination on YouTube. I have like a niche that somehow I stumbled onto that resonated with a small number of people. I've got a small number of followers on there, but it's enough that it kind of motivates me to keep on producing that particular niche of content, you know, which is about the gay cruises and the gay parties and kind of the gay travel advice. But yeah, you know, and then the other thing about me and you guys can get to know a lot about me as I do these episodes on the podcast and get a little personal on some of the stuff is whenever I want to do something, like I have an idea, but I don't have a lot of follow through and I don't have a lot of initiative. So uh, the YouTube thing was when those things were, okay, I'm just going to go do it. Like, I just get a camera, start filming, throw it together, see what comes out. And that's kind of sort of what I need to force myself to do a little bit whenever I try to start some sort of new project because I will honestly think about something, anything that I want to do, and then, like, eventually overthink it, and then it will seem too complicated to me, and then I won't get it started. There's actually um, a couple of side projects right now where – I'm doing that exact thing and I'm aware of it. And it's so hard to bring myself out of that. But with the podcast, all this equipment that you kind of sort of see in the video. So there's going to be a video version that's going to go onto YouTube. And I think also Spotify. I'm still figuring out all the um, podcasting platforms and how it's going to work. But I'm pretty sure the video version will be on Spotify. You're listening from there. And I'm going to also upload to YouTube and then all the other platforms, all the other podcasting apps where you get your podcast, the audio only version of this um yeah so i just wanted to do it all the equipment that you see right now i literally acquired over the last two or three days i went on ebay i just bought a bunch of used podcasting equipment for like kind of sort of cheap on a discount i wasn't going to splash out the mucho amounts of dollars on brand new podcasting equipment but i got a pretty decent setup here that i'm really excited about using every week going forward Yeah, so I hope to put some content together for you guys. And also, I think I'm also doing this for myself a little bit because I find it personally really helpful. You know, people, they will write in a journal or like a diary and it's like therapeutic for them. Or people also can go see like a therapist and then they can talk someone's ear off for like, I don't know, $1,000 an hour or whatever it is. But I think for me, I've always found a little bit of therapy when I was doing those diary style vlogs before, even though it was literally like, Oh, look at me. I'm going to go get yogurt or, Oh, look at me. I'm the supermarket buying milk. It wasn't really about anything of particular substance. I was literally showing myself just doing everyday things. Whereas I think with the podcast, just with the format of it, I'm able to talk about a lot of topics that I don't get to explore um, a lot with others you know obviously I talk to my friends about certain things but I think this is an area where I can go really deep on some topics so yeah I'm just like gonna do it and not worry too much about the long-term longevity of where this is gonna go I mean it, these days and ages I mean anything on the internet that probably doesn't last that long anyways but hey the YouTube it lasted for 10 years and it's still going so we see where this The first thing I kind of want to talk about on this very first episode is I've been on a career break. uh, And back in December, I decided to quit my honestly pretty well-paying day job, 9-to-5 IT type of a thing. And since December, I've been on this quote-unquote career break. There's a video pinned at the top of my Instagram profile uh, with uh, Miss Richfield 1981, who's a very famous drag queen. Super, super funny, and I was on an Atlantis cruise uh, in January this year on the Norwegian Prima, and I was at her show, and she was doing this bit where she was kind of bringing some people onto the stage. Uh, somehow she picked me. I was sitting kind of sort of near the front, and, uh, yeah, so basically go watch that bit. Um, it's, a, it's pretty funny. It's only like a 15-second bit. But anyways, I've been on this career break for five, going on six months now. And I want to go talk about that a little bit because, like, no one really knows why I'm on this break. I have some close friends that I've, like, had that conversation with and, like, kind of, like, explain the ins and outs. Um, But I think most people have no idea, like, oh, is, is Joey just, like, a lazy asshole that decided he just doesn't want to work and he's just traveling and partying all the time? It's not quite like that and it's also not some like trivial reason that I could be like very easily explained why I took this career break. So, in the context of this podcast, this is my podcast and I can talk about whatever I want. Yeah, I want to talk about that a little bit more. So, we have to rewind back to um early 2022. So, this is like a little over over a year ago, like a year and a half ago, like December 20 like winter Christmas 2021 right around there, and I've been with the company I was working with that time for about three years or so, two and a half, three years, uh, and I started with them in San Francisco before the pandemic, so I was, like, going into the office every day. It's a company that I really enjoyed working for, like, the company as a whole, like, in terms of what the company did, like, what's the, what they still do now, I still really, like, I I still really like the company, you know, like, the Their product and service was something I really uh, stood behind. I really understood. I thought it was like a great thing that they were doing, right? You know, it's always great when you work for a company where you like the product or service they're um, putting out there and, you know, you have a good understanding of it. Um, So it was great to work for. And I actually had a really good time working there. I had a really great team. Uh, When I first started there that I was working with, I was happy with my pay. You know, um, I was getting challenged in like all the right ways in terms of like the work I was doing. And then fast forward a little bit though, into 2021 and the manager, the boss that I had at the time, I had some health issues and, you know, uh, she had to kind of take a little bit of time off and I kind of sort of had to take over as like the lead of the team. I'm kind of sort of using air quotes like a little bit because it was never officially kind of discussed or talked about with uh, my VP or like kind of anyone else it was kind of sort of automatically assumed that like, oh, you know, uh, whoever is away. So like Joey is just going to like fill in for her. So, and, and I did for like about three months or so. And when I first started doing that, I thought like, oh, this is like a great chance for me to show more of my leadership skills, you know, temporarily kind of covering for my boss who kind of like run, it's like the head of the department, runs the whole team, um, you know, this is great for me, right? This is something I can put on my resume. This is where I can kind of develop some new skills. And, you know, it's a temporary arrangement. Uh, so that's great. And then in the summertime 2021, uh, okay. my boss came back, uh, you know, having kind of kind of resolved her medical issues or whatnot. She came back for like three or four months or so. And then, unfortunately, she had to like kind of go back on like the the medical, more treatments and things like that. I'm not going to get super into you know, that kind of what she was going through. But um, it kind of came back into me taking over again. Uh, unfortunately, uh, her condition in the end didn't improve. Like, God bless her. You know, she's like smiling down from us from heaven. She was one of the best, like, manager, leaders. I love using that word that I've ever had. And she was like, uh, like a she became a friend to me. Um, in that position, and I think it's rare for you to find, you know, a manager or someone who's your boss, or your leader, somebody you report to at work, where you have like a really good relationship with them, and they kind of sort of become like a work friend type of a thing. But I super respected her. She was like super smart, super intelligent, but she also knew like not to take things like super seriously and. She wasn't like a boss. I don't really like that word in the office context. She wasn't the boss. She never barked orders down at us, right? I like it when a leader in a company, in like the corporate environment, if you will, you know, the way you show leadership is showing respect for the people on your team and you're not there to boss people around. Yes, sometimes, occasionally, you might need someone on the team to do something, but that's like, you know, delegating a task. That's not like, can order down there's a big difference there and maybe in the future podcast i'll po- talk about that but anyways okay. uh my manager uh basically this is like the fall of 2021 she had to go back you know like leave work again uh for more treatment and then i kind of again because i covered for her for three months it was automatically assumed without any discussion that i would automatically kind of pop back into that role but Having done it for three months, by the time I was like, okay, this is like extra work now. You know, like doing it for three months was cute, but now I'm doing it for like I don't know how much longer. So I jumped back into that kind of sort of head covering deputy, whatever I was covering for her, whatever that term is, um, in the fall of 2021, and then it became winter at time, and then uh, I remember in December, I had uh, talked with my VP and I basically let him know that. I was getting kind of burnt out and overwhelmed in a way. Um, and looking back on it now, ugh, I don't know, like hindsight's always 2020, 20, but basically that's how it went down. I was getting a little bit burnt out, you know, doing kind of like the extra work. And I talked to my VP about a little bit, and long story short. You know when come come the new year this is like the start of 2022 i kind of felt like you know what i've been doing i've been covering for my manager for a while now um while still also doing my regular job the company had kept growing the team had kept growing you know i'm doing more than one person's work but over time even after having people that i work with like when i go into a meeting uh, all this time that I've been covering for my manager, they've all said, like, oh, um, you know, your manager is not here. Like, you must be, like, really busy, and, like, you're, we know you're covering for her, blah, blah, blah. But, like, that was it. There wasn't any, like, recognition for my VP. There wasn't, like, any kind of official recognition form, recognition from my department, from the company. There wasn't any, like, increase in, like, a bonus, even, like, a little extra money here and there. And during that time, I was like, I knew people on my team that I was helping um, when, I, when they, they were reporting to me when I was coming for manager, I like doubled the number of reports. I had like at one time, like 15 people reporting to me and people management is like sometimes in itself, like a job all by itself, sometimes 40 hours a week. And I know that the team, when you're, when you, when you're a manager on the team, you know that People on your team, sometimes they pull extra weight. And you want to reward and recognize that, hey, you know, because you're covering for someone else, you have put in extra hours, you were extra hard, you know, you're doing more than one person's job. You want to recognize them. And, like, because they're going above and beyond, right? And I did that for the people that reported to me for the whole team because I was covering for my manager. I did not feel that that was applied to me. Like, I've clearly been covering for someone for the better part of a year Everyone I'm already knew it. My VP knew it. All the people I talked to that I have meetings with all the time knew it. But, you know, like came, the new year came like annual, the salary adjustment period came the bonus period. It was like not reflected. And not even like my VP saying like, hey, you know what, Joey, you've been covering for your manager for X number of months now. I just want to like take some time to say, you know what, we, like I really appreciate that you're doing like the, extra not even that. And I felt like, I shouldn't have to beg or be like, hey, recognize me because I've been doing like this extra person's job. So that was basically the main trigger for me leaving that company. Oh my God, by the way, but now that I'm talking about it, I don't think anyone of the companies even knows my social media. And if they hear this, I feel like... I harbor no ill will towards any of the people I work with. You know, some of these things, I'm like, you know, you can hear this story and think like, oh, your VP wasn't a very good leader. I don't think that's true. You know, he had a ton on his plate, I knew. Um, but you know what, at the end of the day, if you are not happy with your job, and you do have the option to go find a different job. I mean, if even if you're not having your job, like, you know, you try to work with your company to see how you can make your situation better. If that's possible. Right. Maybe that's not possible all the time, but, um, I, at the time felt like, you know what? I not, I'm not getting extra bonus. I'm not really getting any recognition for all the extra work I'm doing, you know? And then with the, you know, with the situation with my manager being on leave, not looking super great, which is not her fault, obviously, I just felt like, you know what, Uh, I'm kind of sort of getting the short end of the deal. I'm doing all this extra work for the better part of a year. No extra money, no extra recognition, no extra thank yous. Why should I keep doing it? So that's kind of like the mindset that I was in. And doing all the extra work made me like kind of extra burnt out. Um, So now we're in 2022 in like the spring, and I started looking for a new job. And in the summertime, like almost exactly in June or July or something, I actually had like three different offers from like three other companies that luckily landed in my inbox right around the same time within like a couple of weeks. And that's when I took a new job offer and then I ditched my old job. Um, And here's the thing, though. I was in the new job. So this is summer 2022 of last year. And I told you I I quit in December. So only lasted in the new job for six months. Then that's going to be pretty obvious that that didn't work out. Um, Not to like talk shit about that company. It was not a bad company. It's just, I didn't, I don't think I quit my previous job to taking this new job for the right reasons Um, and when I took on the new job, I found it out really quickly because if the issues I had was just with how my previous work was treating me or that previous work environment, if you were to switch to a new company and switch to a new job, I thought, well, that would obviously change, right? I'm getting rid of the root cause, but the root cause wasn't just because of the previous company, and when I started the new company, which, you know, I – I to be honest, spill the tea like just, like hot, fresh, scalding tea. Like I did not love the manager at that job. Oh my god, I hope he doesn't listen to this. But I I don't think we got along very well. And yeah, I, I basically I took the I took I switched jobs for maybe not all the right reasons. But anyways, um, I only lasted there for six months. You know, it's never my intention to like just take on a job, like start a whole new job and have them invest in me. And it's also an investment uh, on my end in them as well, just to quit six months later. But um, in the last couple of months of me being there, it was like, Joey, this is really not where you should be. But the flip side of that coin is I have no idea what I needed. And it was this really weird headspace of like, I'm not motivated by this job. But, like, I have no idea, like, how to fix it or, like, what was the root cause. I thought the root cause was because I was not getting what I needed from the previous jobs, so I could just switch, switch companies and maybe get it from a new company in a new position. So I tried to do that, and I was no better off in terms of, like, my mental health. And I actually started seeing, like, a proper therapist in, like, April or May, kind of at the tail end of that previous job, just to, like, work some stuff out. Uh, I'm not seeing that therapist anymore, but, um, yeah. Basically, now here or today, we're six months in. I'm six months in into a career break, and um, I don't have all the answers, And but I will say taking this break was something that I'm very thankful I had the luxury of, because I understand a lot of people can't just up and leave their job, their primary source of income, and, you know, be able to have enough savings, for example, to just kind of keep on going or just have, like, fun employment. I, 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 I'm, I am more relaxed, if you will, but uh, I am very uh, cognizant that not everyone is able to do this, so I'm, I'm thankful that I did have enough, well, I have some money excuse me, to be able to kind of take this little bit of a break and kind of really work through in my head, like, what am I missing? And, you know, like, what is the next step in my career? So in a way, it's almost a little bit of like that midlife crisis. I'm not midlife yet. I'm approaching there pretty quickly, but I don't think I'm quite there. But at least in terms of, like, climbing the ladder. And this is the analogy I like to use for myself as to, like, um, why I'm taking this career break. It kind of felt like up until this point in my life, I was on autopilot. It's like when you're a kid, you go to school because all kids go to school. You just do it kindergarten, first grade, second grade, up to like the 12th grade. And then when you graduate high school, like you go to college if you're able to because, hey, that's what society and everyone, your parents, you know, every, all your peers are going to college, all applying to college. When you're in senior year of high school, um, that's like what you're supposed to do, right? So I did that. I went to college and, you know, I did my bachelor's degree and I did internships uh, during my college years. And then after that, you know, you're supposed to get a job because you're an adult now. And, you know, you need to have your own money. You need to have a career. You need to have that type of a job. And also when I was growing up, uh, I've got uh, parents that are from Hong Kong, so they kind of have a more traditional uh, sense of um, what their kids are supposed to do when they grow up. So my parents never wanted me to be, like, famous or rich or anything of that sort. The only thing they value is stability and reliability. So it wasn't like, oh, go, like, do something super incredible where you'd be famous and rich and blah, blah, blah. It's more like, work for find the most stable company in the most stable industry you could like a doctor or like a lawyer that kind of thing um get a job you don't have to be like very high up on career ladder but something that like it's gonna pay your bills something where you are gonna get a solid paycheck like whatever the most stable thing is not the most money is whatever is gonna give you the most reliable paycheck right large companies are stable you know like more established industries are more stable, more established occupations are more stable. Have a regular paycheck, don't shake or rock the boat, don't go quitting a job for something better. Just like have a solid paycheck, ride that till retirement. So, my upbringing was kind of sort of had put me into that mindset that I didn't really notice, had really affected some of the life choices I made all along, especially after I graduated in college and then after I kind of started working, um, my brother and sister are kind of sort of on that, like, don't shake a rock the boat type of a thing. They've had their jobs for, like, many, many years. Um, I'm definitely, like, the outlier of, like, us three kids. Uh, But basically, I I graduated and I, I landed a job out of college in 2010 with Google down in Silicon Valley, which is like, I'm so thankful that in that economic environment back in like 2009 was when I graduated college. And then I was not bumming around, but like I didn't, I I wasn't able to secure really any type of like proper job for like a little bit coming out of that uh, time, which was, you know, like not really a great time for a lot of people in the economy or in the job market, to be really honest. And somehow Google, like, gave me, like, a job offer that could be, like, a future podcast topic. But basically, yeah, you go to school because that's what you're supposed to do. You never question it. Uh, you go to college. That's what you're supposed to do. You never question it. And then you go get a job. You know, you do because you have bills to pay now. You're an adult and, you don't question it, but that's what you're supposed to do. And then if you're in corporate, you climb the career ladder. You try to get promotions and you get uh, raises and you get bonuses. You try to increase your salary because that's what you're supposed to do. You don't question it. And then eventually you're supposed to like buy your house because renting is supposedly for suckers. But, well, why? Well, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to buy a house. That's a sign of success. You don't question it. So I was like doing all these things that I guess society thought I was supposed to do. I went to college. uh, I got a job. I climbed the ladder pretty hard for like, you know, like 10 or so years. And then I'm sitting in a condo that I bought. I partially, I guess because I thought I was supposed to have a mortgage because that's a sign of success. And you know, you're supposed to want to have a house. Right. And all these kind of things. But then Eventually, at some point, I was like, you know, what? I've climbed the career ladder to a particular point where I don't really want to keep climbing because I never wanted to be like a CEO or C whatever. I never had those ambitions. I was like, you know, I'll make it to like director level or something like that. Mid-management, enough money, not too much responsibility, not too much stress, and then just like chillax for a bit. And I made it to director level. And then suddenly it was like, okay, I'm kind of sort of where I wanted to be with my career. I have a house. What next? And it was just like this big empty question mark that's like staring at me right in front of my face. It's a little bit like you're on a plane and it's an autopilot, but you don't know it. You think you're flying the plane, so you think you're in control, and you suddenly realize you are not flying the plane at all. The autopilot is doing it. You have no idea how this complicated autopilot system works. So for me, that's like a little bit the analogy. So like I'm stuck on this plane. The autopilot is taking me somewhere, somewhere, maybe to nowhere, to somewhere. I'm in the sky. I'm in the clouds. I have no idea where I'm at. And I don't know how to get off this plane. I don't know how to land it. I don't know how to make it change course. I need to like kind of sort of figure it out where I want to go. I need to fly the plane now. So that's kind of some of the analogy that I have. Um, And I've done a lot of soul searching, quote unquote. I kind of sort of hate that term, but that's what came to mind. And I've done a lot of thinking definitely. Um, So what is next for me? I don't really know. Um, I know what I don't slash didn't want to do. You know, after I quit my job in December for a good while, maybe a little bit now still, I was like, if I have to go back to 95, I'm going to kill myself. I just couldn't do that, but I've definitely been exploring, um, hobbies and kind of other things, um, on the side that I basically neglected, uh, when it was really bad in terms of like my mind state, you know, like in like for a lot of last year, a lot of 2022, I lost the motivation to do like a lot of things, um, even fun things, even things that were like, supposed to be like just for pleasure and kind of not effort at all um and i'll go into that probably in the future podcast i've got so many different topics i want to talk about which is so great i'm starting this podcast um but yeah i don't have all the answers figured out i don't have all the questions figured out even i have some questions and they lead to more questions sometimes but yeah i'm um not burnt out anymore which is great and as you Imagine someone who hasn't been working, working for six months. is probably not that stressed, and you'd be right. Um, I've been going to the gym a lot. The gym has been, like, the one thing that throughout all of this, besides, like, sleeping, eating, taking a dump every day, that's, like, the one thing I've been consistently doing without fail. All the other hobbies have fallen to the wayside, but me doing, like, the weightlifting, which I've been going to the gym, and I've been weightlifting – Ever since, so I don't know, like 10 or so years ago, and then I got, like, more seriously into it about, like, five or six years ago, and now, you know, it's like right now I'm going to the gym six times a week because, well, I don't have a day job. Um, Yeah, that's been the one thing that I've been consistently doing uh, in terms of, like, a hobby or, like, an activity uh, without fail for, like, the last little bit. But, yeah, so... um, on the bright side, I do feel like in some way I'm kind of ready to go back to the 9 to 5 because honestly, I do have some financial goals in mind. Um and probably the best and easiest way to make a substantial amount of money for someone like me in my position is to leverage all the technical IT skills that I've acquired, all that years of experience and make money off of that, which is like going back to the nine to five. But um, I'm not, I'm not opposed to the nine to five, but it has to be like a good fit with the company. You know, a lot of people when they go into job interviews, I, I get this weird sense, like companies expect all candidates to be like head over heels in love with every company that they apply for and like they have such high but also unrealistic expectations of all the candidates and of their employees even. One of the things I've learned over the last few years is that no company will love you like you love yourself. Um, Companies are not there to love you. Companies, for-profit companies are literally only there to make you a profit. You know, Google would not be giving all its employees breakfast, lunch, and dinner for free if it wasn't for some good business reason. That's actually true. Uh, We'll get into that in another podcast. I've got so many topics I want to talk about you guys, but that's one of the things I've learned about. It's great to like the company you work for, to feel like the company cares about you on some level or to a certain extent, but... Never think that a company actually loves you. You're at that company primarily for a paycheck. Most people are, you know. Obviously, it's much better, and you know, makes it tolerable or even enjoyable if you like what you're doing. Definitely, but we just had a bunch of tech companies, for example, that laid off a whole bunch of people. I still know, uh, I still know a lot of people uh, from when I was working at Google that still worked there, but some of them got laid off. For example, I have one friend uh, who was on one of these cruises with me earlier this year, and right before the cruise, he was laid off by Google. And honestly, he was one of, like, the hardest-working people, one of the smartest people I know, and he cares so much about the company. He cared so much about Google. He cared so much about his work, and he was there, like for more than just a paycheck. And to be, I mean, he, he says he doesn't work for Google and Google fired him, I can kind of say this now and I've had this conversation with him and I don't care what Google thinks about anymore. That's another topic. I'll talk about how I left Google There's this whole story there. Oh my God, I don't know to talk about it. But anyways, I had told him a few different times through the years, like, look at what your options are outside of Google because your life might not be Google forever. And unfortunately, the way it ended is Google fired him, and, you know, he's been taking some time to, like, readjust, right? You know, any company you work for for a super long time, he was with Google for, like, over 10 years. Like, if you spent over a decade with any company, especially, like, a newer company like Google, like, how jarring it is to be fired, it's, like, so traumatizing. So it was, like, one or two weeks before uh, one of these Atlantis cruises early this year when Google did a big wave of layoffs and he got laid off. And like, I personally couldn't, like, I couldn't believe that they laid him off. But anyways, um, I was talking to him on the ship a, a little bit about it. But yeah, no company is ever going to love you. A company is only employing you for them to make more money. You get a paycheck, you get to cut up the profits. But you know, at the end of the day, a for-profit company is like looking up themselves. Doesn't mean that they're heartless. But like, hey, you know, business is business. So it's, it's not that companies are evil, but I think it helps to keep things in perspective, right? Don't think that a company is doing, giving you all these benefits purely out of the goodness of their hearts. There's definitely a business angle to pretty much everything that a for-profit business does, which is like a whole other topic. And it was my aim to keep these podcast episodes to roughly kind of, so like 20 to 30 minutes. And I'm looking at here now, I'm talking for 40 minutes now. Uh, this is the very first episode of the podcast. Um, so I just want to, if you made it this far, like honestly, like give yourself a pat on the back and like congratulate yourselves. But you just sat through 40 minutes of me. It, I honestly feel like I am rambling. And yeah, I mean, I, I've got a lot of things I want to say. And I hope that all of you, Please subscribe to the podcast. As I'm recording this, this is not uploaded, so I don't even know fully how the subscription for podcasts and all that kind of stuff work. But subscribe to me everywhere that you get your podcast. I do hope to have some guests uh, on the podcast every so often. For example, uh, he doesn't know it yet, But for uh, the second or maybe the third episode of this podcast, I'm going to have my friend David be a guest on this podcast. Uh, He's at EDC Las Vegas right now having the absolute time of his life, and I want to get his take on EDC, and I want to talk on a few topics with him as well. So he doesn't know it yet. He's just partying in EDC right now. Uh, But he's going to be visiting me and crashing with me for a little bit when he comes back from Vegas uh, in a few days. And I'm going to have him on on the podcast. And there's also some other friends uh, that I want to get onto the podcast as well. I actually have a friend. uh, His name is uh, uh, Steve. And uh, he and his friend, uh, they have a podcast called uh, Adam and Steve, not Adam and Eve. If you search for that, you see uh, their podcast come up. And I was actually on one uh, of their episodes of that podcast um, I don't know if they've actually put out any uh, more recent episodes uh, for whatever reason. But yeah, there is an episode uh, of their podcast. I was uh, a guest of when they talked about a lot of the Atlantis cruises as well. But yeah, um, please uh, like and subscribe. Do you like podcasts or you just subscribe to them, right? The like and subscribe thing is what YouTubers say. It's like, please uh, like and subscribe, blah, 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 blah. Um, I don't know, like, like it if you want to subscribe, if you want to. One of my friends asked me, um it just, just group chat in, and I was told them that, oh, I'm gonna start a podcast. And one of them asked, How are we gonna monetize it? And this is not for money. Even the YouTube stuff is like not for money. I'm not some I don't have sponsors. I'm not some famous person. I don't get like I don't get like a big fat paycheck from YouTube every two weeks or whatever. Um the YouTube channel is tenthly monetized, but I'll get a hundred bucks like every couple of months. Uh, that's, like, pretty much it. It doesn't even cover, like, the cost of, like, the camera equipment that I that I use to shoot some of those videos. So for me, this is just something I'm doing for myself. This is, like, you know, one of my new hobbies, I guess. Uh, one of the most fun things is just buying and shopping for all this equipment because I'm a techie. Um, but, yeah, I wanted to do this for fun, for myself. Um, so this episode of the pos is sponsored by me, I'm doing it. I'm I bought all this equipment with my own money. There's no like company sponsor, but hey, if there's a company out there that would like to sponsor me, I'm I'm not against it, but I'm I'm doing this for fun. I'm doing this for myself. I want to kind of get back to uh where I can have some sort of outlet to talk about any kind of topic that I want actually. And I did a little bit of that when I was doing the quarantine Uh, daily vlog so yeah i was filming myself like oh waiting for like the grocery delivery to come and like me wiping down my groceries of like alcohol wipes or whatever you know the quarantine uh times back in 2020 were like really crazy but uh, in those daily vlogs i did talk about kind of some topics here and there like not related to COVID because we just had so much time to spare and I was putting out a video every single day that I actually had time to like talk about various different topics and I think this is kind of like an extension and I think this could be um, helpful for me and then maybe uh, along the way you guys will find this entertaining. So I'm also working, I also want to work on maybe like an intro and outro as well. I've never podcasted before. You can probably tell by now I'm very good at just rambling and talking a lot on and on and on. But yeah, if any of y'all have any ideas for topics you want me to talk about, by the way, I told you guys I was going to gym six days a week. I've got a lot of gym related topics I want to talk about, especially about gym etiquette and like all the stuff that goes on at the crunch gym in West Hollywood, uh, which is the gym that I go to. Yeah. Do y'all have any feedback for me? Uh, definitely leave a line on my Instagram or I don't know. Can you comment on podcasts on like Apple podcasts or Spotify? Can you leave comments? I'm not hundred percent sure. I'm going to figure this out. I hope you all join this journey with me. Please like, and subscribe. And then I hope to put out a new episode uh, every single week, but until next time, Bye.